This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast, and we are here after the Warriors are on the bad end of a streak. Three, they follow up five wins in a row with three losses in a row. This is very much looking like last season. Um, <laughs> they lose to the Mavericks, 132 to 122. Um, this, yeah, let's, how about you kick it off? I, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive in this because, so let's start with the positive. We got GP2 back. Yes, he was on a minutes restriction, but even when he first got out there, he got the stop, he got the block on Luca. We're running down, he's making the layup. So we already saw the good things and what we just couldn't wait to see come back from Gary. But then also on the flip side of that, he was doing some fouling that just kind of, uh, just kind of sucked the run out of us in in those moments but uh also Wiggins a really good game he's he's keeping up with it so that's great and even though Curry started off just kind of not really in any type of rhythm second half he started to find his shot so that's also a positive that all right he's starting to get it back so that little slump he was in he's slowly climbing out of so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, Chris Paul made shots. That's another Thankfully. positive, I guess. Um, yeah, this team is funny. This team is very funny. Like they'll do things for like a five minute stretch that are just like, is this even an NBA team? Like this is like the Detroit Pistons. And then they'll look like the Warriors for another five minutes. And then they'll go right back to playing bonehead basketball. It just goes to show that the, the margin for error on this team is, you know, they have none. Yeah. <laughs> they have none. They do not have the talent advantage necessary to play the way that they play, right? They don't play 110% maximum effort with high IQ attached to it for 48 minutes. And that is what they pretty much need to be a good team. Not necessarily 48 minutes, but more than 15 Right. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes they play really hard, but they're just doing dumb stuff. Um, and sometimes it's neither. Sometimes they're not playing hard at all or making a lot of sense out there. Um, just the Mavericks, we got to give the Mavericks credit. They hit a ton of shots. They didn't miss. Yeah. It, it was like everybody could shoot. Literally. And everybody. Everybody could shoot. And it wasn't just threes. They were attacking closeouts. They were crisp. Their passes were on point the entire game. Derek Lively did not look like a rookie. He doesn't look like a rookie in general, but 
he's getting the ball in the short roll and hitting guys in the corner for threes and, and, and mid-range pull-ups and stuff like that. So um, just great game from the Mavericks without Kyrie, without Kleber. Um, they still look – without Seth, they still look really, really good. Dante Exum has revitalized his entire career. He's he had 19 club shots, plus 16. Was, uh, it, I mean, I mean, Luka Doncic, Luka, you kind of knew he was going to go off. You would hope it wasn't going to be 40 points, but he decided that he was not going to miss a step back mid range jumper all game. All <laughs> so, game. all game. You live with that, but what what forces you to lose is Josh Green, 18 points off the bench. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably pretty much going to get his 16 off the bench. That's near his average, if I recall correctly. Um, but the Dante Exum 19 points yeah. and the Josh Green 18 points is what kills you. Happened last game. Jamal Kane gives you, I think, 19 points. And Nikola Jovic gives you like 20 or something like yeah. that. Just <laughs> random. They, they, yeah, they can't stop the randoms because they commit so much um, to the other team's you know, star, or they're just consistently out of position for some reason. Right. Um, and the thing is, they they commit a lot of attention to the other team stars, but they don't commit bodies. They don't commit um, a ton of effort, if that makes sense. Like, they don't double yeah. at all. They rarely double. Um, it's every so often. They don't do things like run zone like the Heat do. They, they used to, but they don't do that anymore. So they're reacting late often to a star player yeah. making a move or some type of advantage that that star player has created. And then the randoms are getting open shots and it's like, and they're making them, they're making them. They're making them. I mean, last year we were, I mean, you can pull up the, the pod episodes yeah. and how <laughs> randoms were getting low percentage shots and hitting them this year. They're just getting high percentage shots and just hitting them. Like, you know, and I won't say the Warriors have like the worst defense ever. They're pretty mid. They're not bad. They're just like, not good. But recently, the randoms have been hitting the shots, and it is like kind of taking the win out of the Warriors' sales. So after after they've played some good defense, right? It's like they've taken the shot clock all the way down, and then just, oh, how did that mm. shot go? In? It's like we we really just committed all of this effort here, and then they throw up some random shot, and it goes in, and it goes so, in. Okay. And this is, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's been an issue all season, but Draymond Green is needed on this team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the defensive anchor. He is the defense, pretty much. He he takes away so many things, um, and he allows you to play a certain way, a certain aggression on the perimeter and all these different coverages because you know he's going to be able to cover up for you in the back line. He's not there. Um, Clay's struggling again. He can't hit a shot. Hasn't shot well since I want to say maybe the Boston game or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, did it start the Boston game? Because it definitely happened on Christmas, and we didn't expect yeah. that. But yeah, so yeah, he's he's in a rhythm. Slump. <laughs> yeah, he's in a little slump. Um, a lot of it has to do with him not being able to get a, a clean catch and get a, a good yeah. shot off. So that just throws his rhythm off. Teams are just. Like I said, selling out to stop him from getting a clean catch. And then from there, his rhythm is just off. And he's not at the level anymore to be able to just catch the ball and create his own space anymore. So he kind of got to play. He got to get that space created for him. Yeah. Um, that's another way Draymond can help. But either way, some of these shots are pretty easy. And it's just yeah. like, bro, just hit the shot. Um, but in this, Well, I would say in this particular game, he was he was rushing a lot. And yeah. also taking some ill-advised shots, like you weren't on balance, like you should. Yeah, be and that's up. 
and that's and that's what I was saying uh last pod with Greg. It's like when Clay doesn't get um a lot of touches or he doesn't feel super involved, once he gets once he does get a touch, it's probably going up. Doesn't matter if he's balanced or not. Um, and that's kind of the 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 major flaw in his offensive game at this point. He he lets the game come to him, but when the game doesn't come to him, he will force it. And that's just that's just clay. Um, it's not a good thing, but that's just clay. And he has to find a way to stop that. And they got to find a way to just get him better shots. I think that was an emphasis after last game. We saw the articles coming out about how Steph got to get – they got to find Steph more, more dribble handoffs and stuff like that. It's the same – the same thing applies to Clay Thompson. Like teams guard Clay essentially the same way that they guard Steph off the ball. Multiple people, they don't let him catch it. The thing is – the difference is Steph can dribble and Steph is a better shooter. So he's going to be able to get his stuff off regardless when he's in rhythm, but Clay cannot. So they got to they gotta find a way to get that offense going between those two guys because that is what helps other dudes get into their rhythm and just helps the team offense overall. Even though, I mean, they put up 122. That's not <laughs> – that's pretty good. Right, right. It's like it, it wasn't like they were at 89 and then right. that was, you know, and got blown out because, once again, not getting blown out um still within reach still had moments of being down six and then dallas going on a run or Mm -hmm. us just kind of just getting mucky just as soon as we we get this rhythm going and then it's just like what are you doing what are you doing why why are you Mm -hmm. doing this why are you taking this shot that was unnecessary why are you fouling it just starts and it's like oh my gosh we were right there to kind of get in control because we were playing controlled and then it's like we lose the plot and now we're back to double digit deficit climbing our way back once again just trying to get into the game so Yeah, early in the game, I mean, first quarter, they were, they got down a little bit early and then they were fighting their way back. Yep. And then fast break, Clay tries to do the tip pass back to pods last second. Yeah. It's stolen. And then it's like, and then that's it. Like, that was was 13-0 from then. It was like 11-0 run from that point. It was, it was. And it's like, it's, it's plays like that, that like, I saw what he was trying to do there, but right. it was like, Clay, take it yourself at this point. Like you're yeah. right there. You probably draw a foul and get to the line, which may have helped you throughout the game, just kind of seeing things go in. But it was just like mm-hmm. right there as we had the momentum, the steal, we were going, let's do it. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, Ugh. but then I need you to work on the defensive end to try to make make up for that. And then it's kind of like, we're not getting that. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, if you make a mistake on one end, make up for it on the other. Like, try to still stay in it. And then it just will yeah. start going. And I, and I think just schematically, they're put at a disadvantage a lot as a team, right? First and foremost, you're playing both Steph and CP3 together. Everybody knows the, the issues that go, <coughs> sorry, the issues that come with that. Yeah. Like, they're too small, um, particularly on the rotations, right? On the weak side, you just can't cover ground. You can't offer any rim protection. You can't offer any closeout, you know, impact or anything like that. And then they're just giving up switches super easily. And if, yeah. like when, you had, when you had Steph, 
Clay in his prime, Dre in his prime, Andre in his prime, Harrison Barnes, you know, even the other years with Kevin Durant and all this. When you had these guys who can all pretty much guard one through four or one through five in some capacity, you can switch everything. Yeah. This team, you cannot switch everything. You cannot. And they were giving that up so easily. It was like Trace was food against (laughs) Luca. It's like, don't give it up so easy. Like, no, try to like communicate to be like, yo, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, like to get this back. Like, and you saw kind of when Gary came in the game before mm -hmm. he had those like two or three bad fouls in a row that got him pretty much sat for the rest of the game. (laughs) Um, He was picking Luca up full court. Yep. And they would screen and he would switch, but it would be like a late switch. It would be like, I'm still here. I'm switching, mm-hmm. but I'm still here. Right. And right. when I'm and when I switch, I'm pushing Derek Lively underneath the basket. Exactly. So you cannot throw this above, like throw this lob pass to him or whatever. Guys like CP3, I mean, CP3 just can't make that play. He's not strong, athletic, or tall as, as Gary. Yeah, he's fine. Um, like, what are we doing? Exactly. And I mean, they just they just switch way too easily. They don't get creative with their defense at all. Um, the 2022 team, the hallmark of their defense was the creativity and how many different types of defenses they threw out there. Obviously, Draymond yeah, Right, exactly. <laughs> and Looney wasn't a shell of himself. For sure. Even though Looney wasn't horrible in this game. No, he wasn't. So I'll give him that. He didn't start, but he wasn't horrible in this game. He still, you know, came up with some good stuff for us. So I'm not like going to piss on that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. But they just feel super stale mm-hmm. from an energy standpoint. A lot of the time they feel stale um, from an athleticism standpoint. Some of the lineups that are put out there just put at a disadvantage. Like you put only one, maybe two good athletes out there at a time. And then you expect to, this team to run. You expect this team to be able to defend. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You got all your athletes sitting on the on the bench at the same time. Um, this Steve, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm actually curious as to why Moses didn't get any I mean pretty much pa, I mean pods pretty much took Moses's spot in the rotation and then some so it's just like there's no there's really no place for him in the rotation at this point so this is but another Clay reason why they probably really, but Clay didn't really have it like going I, I just kind of hey for, get a little flash in there of Moody with Wiggins and JK. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean like, sure. let's see. Let's look. It's kind of like let's try some things because Clay is really not he he just didn't have it really tonight. And it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you inject Moody in there. Now you've got even a defender who's gonna, you know, he's gonna be a bit more scrappy. He's gonna get on the ground. He's gonna be crashing the boards. He's gonna get in those passing lanes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would have been nice to kind of see him in there, kind of just like, hey, let's let's see what he has tonight. For sure, for sure. I mean, even still, it's like I don't know how many minutes that looks like. You know, what does that what does that look like? Yeah. For him, I mean, Clay played what twenty six minutes. He pretty much plays most of the first quarter and most of the third quarter. So that's about, I mean, 20 minutes there. So, I mean, it's just, it's tough when you have all these players. And this is another reason why it's like, you got to do something with all these players. Like, 
I mean, a quick little three it, minutes might have, you know. <laughs> yeah, it might. he played three last game. Yes. Yeah, so he got three in this one. Um, especially when you saw Gary, you know, was, was fouling and stuff like that. Was right. Yeah, kind of just racked him up real quick. And he's yeah. on a minute's restriction. Hey, right. you know what? Let's get another defender who's going to, you know, going to get down in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or maybe Chris Paul, maybe Chris Paul, who played 33 minutes today. Um, yeah. Team worse, minus 10. He shot the ball well, but he, he did. didn't do he did. anything else that well. I mean, he moves the ball. That's one thing he, he's always going to do. And he was actually running. He he wasn't slowing it down. I'll give him that. He, I'll give him that. He was running with them and, you know, was getting folks in position and everything mm-hmm. and still not compromising what they were trying to get on offense. So, I mean, I'll give it to Chris. He did have a pretty good game. I pretty mean, good offensive game. <laughs> offensive game. I'll, yes, exactly. But we needed that because, yeah, you know, we needed it. For sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, I would still still look at Cap and Chris Paul at 20 minutes yes. a game. No, I totally agree. Um, it's just even the offensive value he gives you is obviously not enough to put you over the top and, and overcome the defensive stuff. Like, like they, I mean, they score 122. Obviously, he was a big part of that 122. Yeah. But they gave up 132. And he was a big part of giving up that 132. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how I see it. But this, I mean, this whole Moses Moody conversation brings us into another very interesting conversation that everybody's having right now. And it is trade season. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. It's trade season. I mean, people are putting Moody in the trade machine. I personally don't put him in a trade machine. If you need his salary, then I guess you got to bite that bullet. But I personally think if you make a move, he should probably be a guy that you keep on the team. Pods is probably a guy you should keep on the team. But we'll ultimately see what these teams are asking for and Right. And if the Warriors are even selling or buying at all. But um, OG and Anobi got moved. Got moved for less than 5,000 picks, too. Well, we, I mean, it's clear with all the reporting out that he wanted to go to the Knicks anyway. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like same agency, I do believe. So yeah. in kind of like, all right. We don't need to ask for too, too much to get him to where he actually really wants to be. So they moved him there. But again, OG, like I said, he doesn't stay healthy all the time. So it's like, hmm. yeah, I'm not really looking to have him on our squad like that. But yeah, I really I was never really super on, in on OG thing other than last year. I think he could have helped because they didn't have any front court depth mm-hmm. at all. But this right. year they have a ton. Um, as far as players that 
aren't as good as him, but are close enough that you really should just go for a different type of player. Um, but it once he was moved, it raised eyebrows to Pascal Siakam, obviously. Right. And I mean, I've been pretty consistent. I think they should go after a player like that. I think they should make a trade. They have too many players, not enough rotation spots, and they have too many players who aren't quite good enough to, you know, increase their margin for error. They they aren't the type of team that can overwhelm you with talent. They just have a bunch of good players. Good players, yeah. And not a ton of elite players. Um, Steph is the only elite player. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's on, it. On, yeah, and on their, on their best day, you know, Draymond – Clay, even Chris Paul in his best day are great players, but they aren't elite anymore. And you can't expect them to be great players all the time, given age, given Draymond's um, inability to stay on the basketball court and all this other stuff. So you need to help them out. Not necessarily Chris Paul, but I think you need to help in particular um, Dre and Claymont. Dre and Claymont. Dre and Clay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean them together, Claymont. I guess that's a nice nickname for them yeah. together. But yeah. I mean, Steph obviously would be a huge he would be benefited as well, hugely. Um, we watch him get double and triple teamed and dribble have to dribble through five guys just to score all game. Um, and that would help. But I think in particular, getting Clay easier looks so he can just take easy shots all game and not force yeah. any bad ones. And Dre you know, give him another target. Potentially, if you get a guy like Siakam, he can help him on the defensive end to anchor an elite defense as well. Um, so that's just my opinion on it. We already went in depth on it, like yeah, few episodes back. But <laughs> I mean, it's some I guess it's something to monitor because I mean, I think this officially kicks off trade season, right? Um. Well, yeah, but they still have till uh, February, I do believe. For sure. Like that's it. Like mm-hmm. here we are. Um. So. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, like you said, Moody should be kept. And it will, again, I'm sure teams are going to be asking for Kaminga. Like, that's who they see the athleticism. So they'll totally be calling about him. And then it's going to be plus we're going to need, you know, depending on who's on the other end that we'd like to bring in. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this this part of the schedule right here can kind of force them force their hand into you know some some tough decisions because because if we can beat these teams at home, like like these are these are decent teams. Like Miami's decent, Dallas is decent, but no one is expecting them to be anything substantial, right? And you just got handled two games in a row by these teams at home. Both teams are missing one of their two best players. Yes. Right. If Orlando comes in there and, and, and spanks y'all, man, and then Denver comes in there and spanks y'all, and y'all on a five game losing streak again, and y'all four games under 500 again. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that actually might speed up the phone calls. Exactly. Like it, it actually might. So, exactly. Now, I do think they're going to wait until Draymond is back, back, which is probably going to be second week of January, something yeah. like that. And Just then, so you could get a good look. At least you you want to give the opportunity to say, hey, give us the opportunity to show that we are mm-hmm. X team. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, I, and I, 
have been saying, I think they are a better team than this. Obviously, if you you insert Draymond, yeah. he makes a world of a difference. But I think when this team is clicking and whole, they're very, they're a very good team. I mean, at least in the regular season terms. But you can shore that up. You can you know make it a sure thing if you make a trade. And then I'm just tired of seeing guys who are good and and able to play just sit on the, on the bench. It's like, yeah. I mean, we've been watching Moses Moody get the short end of the stick for three years now. Yeah. I think he's been ready to play out the gate. I mean, he wasn't going to be like some amazing rookie, but I think he was able to play. And now this is year three and he's just sitting on the bench and he's one of the better, I think, young wings in the league. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting to see. So. I'm trying to figure out why is it always Moody? That's going to be the one that's the DMP. I, I'm just, why is it just, it just seems like it's always just him. Like mm-hmm. no one else, just him. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at it, you look at their, their wing core, right? Like you got Clay and Wiggins right. um, are the, are the champion guys. And Clay is, Clay is Clay. Like he has the, right. the legacy going for him and stuff like that. Um, so he's going to play. Um, Wiggins and Kaminga are both your big wing athletes, right? So they're going to play. So it ultimately comes down to Moody, Gary, and Pods, you know, for those minutes. Gary's been hurt, and you know, I think obviously early in the season, Gary was getting the bulk of those minutes, and Moody was too. And then Pods kind of pushed himself into it. So Pods pretty much pushed Moody out of the rotation, and no matter how guys are playing, it's just not enough minutes to go around. It's only 96 minutes on the wing per game. And they're splitting it between like seven dudes, six dudes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, when you put it that way, but I still feel like. He's good enough to play. It's like, you can get him in somewhere. Well, that's, that, that is my point. I mean, he's got to get in there somewhere. Yeah. I think the easiest way to do it is push pods more to a guard and limit CP3's minutes. That's just the lowest hanging fruit right there. Like <laughs> CP3, 33 it minutes. Work. It could work. It could work. It could work, but Steve is not willing to do that. Um, that I mean, that's just all what it comes down to, right? Like Pods has stepped up into a player. He's not this is just yeah. a wing. He's not just an off-ball guy. Like you can, yeah. I think you can play Pods as a league guard in some lineups and it'll work. Um, it doesn't have to be a ton of minutes and it doesn't have to be a ton of minutes in a row, but CP three, 33 minutes, Moody, zero minutes. That just doesn't make a ton. Yeah. Like 13 of those minutes to Moody. And I think it ultimately is fine. And you, you have a much higher defensive ceiling. You mm-hmm. have more athleticism on the court at all times. You have more reliable. Shooting on the court. Exactly. It's yeah. CP three had a good shooting game today, but Moody's a better shooter than him at this point. Yeah. And Moody's not afraid to shoot. <laughs> right. I mean, he's not a perfect player, but he's a but, type of player that they need to have on the court more. And he's going to hustle. Exactly. He's that type of guy. Like, hustle, defense, length, athleticism, especially in transition. Like, a few yeah. of those plays where Clay's in, in the front of the of the pack in transition, and he's like, uh, I can try to make this layup, but I'm probably going to get blocked. I'm probably not going to jump very high. So let me pass it or let me do some, you know, weird, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Moody's just dunking it or Moody's just going up and laying it up. Yeah, he's going to try whatever. Yeah, so you just get more options in transition. Yeah. 
with uh, Moody on the court, where CB3 is essentially never an option to score in transition, ever. That's why he just never likes to run transition. But, yeah, some free Moody. Free Moses Moody. Yeah. It's crazy. We got to keep saying this. Yeah, I got to get a t-shirt made. <laughs> yeah, right. But, right. Well, um, I mean, Steph started out slow, like you said, mm-hmm. got into a rhythm in the second half, but ultimately it was not enough. He's been on a little mini slump. I mean, we, we already know what Steph is like in December. Of in, Historically in his career, he's not a great December player, usually highlighted by the Christmas game. Every right. year, it's not great. Um, but you also got to acknowledge, like, maybe he's tired. <laughs> well, he he carried a lot of the load early on in the mm-hmm. season when we had two of our guys who we count on to complement his scoring. They weren't scoring, so he took a lot mm-hmm. of that on to just to keep us in games and to win us those games, putting a lot on his shoulders. So yeah, he, he could be (laughs) feeling some fatigue right now, which is understandable. And I will say this game starting out, you saw that he wasn't passive. He, they started Mm -hmm. out with a lot better energy, which was needed. So, but you saw that he wasn't, you know, shying away from stuff. He was more, I would say taking more of an initiative to like, hey, all right, I'm going to still be moving around, but I am expecting this ball back so that I can get my shots up. So it wasn't so much, I'm just going to pass, 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 and don't make myself available. So, mm-hmm. And they just weren't falling, but come second half, you you saw it started to pick up. You know, yeah, he missed mm-hmm. some bunnies inside. Some were fouls, not called, but, you know, but he was still the one driving in there saying, listen, I don't have to stay out here. I'm going to try to get past these guys and lay it up. And they, you know, he was just missing, but it was there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the misses are just another indication of potential fatigue. Yeah. Um, not only was he carrying a lot offensively early in the season, but again, playing them next to CB3 a lot means that he has to work a little bit harder on defense. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, at this point, he's 35. He's going to be 36 in March. And you probably should be like the whole narrative early in his career is like, oh, he hides on defense and all that type of stuff. That was never really true. Right. It needs to be true now. <laughs> like, yeah. He's 35. I don't care what people think of him as a defender at this point. He shouldn't be out there exerting a ton of energy on defense. Like, right. he just shouldn't. But he has to when he's playing as a CP3 or. What is often happening is him and CB3 are kind of like, I'm old. I, I don't need to right. kind of like. So it compromises the defense because they're not making the second and third effort as small, old guards right. in the NBA against these teams that are spread across the floor. So. Yeah. He's kind of trying to conserve on that end, yet still he's mm-hmm. like, all right. I'm going to go for it right here on this one, but y'all got to help me like get something exactly. easy or whatever down on that offensive end, like, because mm-hmm. I just exerted a lot of, you know, energy on this in trying to get this stop coming up with that steal. Like I'm, I'm trying here guys, but I'm gonna have to take a break real quick. So, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, he, he needs everyone to really kind of just step up and help. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. what it is. 
And this is why, I mean, when people were kind of bringing up his lack of aggression in the first quarters, I was kind of pushing back on it because this is what he's trying to conserve. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like, this dude yeah. has been a prolific scorer for his entire career. You think he doesn't want to score the basketball? I mean, like, there's clearly a reason why, you know, he hasn't come out super aggressive and, and all that type of stuff. And he really shouldn't have to. He should have a good enough team that he shouldn't have to score 12, 13 points in the first quarter right? for his team to be in position to win the game. Um, so ultimately, all of these things, I think, lead back to the conversation that we were already having which is something needs to happen to this team, to this roster. I don't know what, I don't know what exactly. I know what I would like for it to be, but that's, I mean, we'll see if that's realistic or not, but yeah, I mean, I don't think this roster should look the same after February. Um, at, at the very least, get Chris Paul off the team at the very least. Uh, but <laughs> here first, get Chris Paul off the team by Justin. <laughs> no, wow. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been a bad player. He just doesn't fit the team, and he puts them in compromising positions way too often. And the value that he's supposed to bring to the team can just be found as- elsewhere in the form of another player. So, who can hit middies? Yeah. Got it. And who just happens who to be taller? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just happens to be like a whole foot taller, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Well, I guess we can we can go some some other positives from the game. Um, Wiggs had a good had a decent game, pretty good game. Yeah, he I think took the Pepsi challenge against Luca. So like he was he was in it. You saw he was focused and mm-hmm. he was exploiting his mismatches, which that it was just like. Come on, dude, you have to start recognizing that and going and not settling. So we mm-hmm. saw he was taking it to, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dunk champion. Um, Derek Jones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was going in on him. But like he, the mismatches were there and he was going to the rim. He wasn't shying away. Mm-hmm. And hit a three. Like, listen, he, he played with confidence. And so yeah. I like that. I like, and aggression. That's the main thing for me, aggression yeah. and motor, right? Like how hard are you playing? How attentive are you? Um, and like I said, it's not necessarily about the jump shots with Andrew Wiggins with me. I mean, the jump shots are a bonus, but I think it's more so about the process, the offensive process. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what type of thoughts are you taking? Are you taking those contested mid ranges or are teams, are you attacking the closeout and then going into a post up and then trying to, you know, shoot over the top? Because, I mean, since he's gone, since he's been on the Warriors, I've been saying, post him up, post him up, post him up, right? He's good in the post. Yeah. Like, he has a, he has a nice little two two dribble into your chest. I'm going to turn around, jump over you, and just throw it in a little nice and soft. And that's what he was doing tonight. That's what he did against Denver. Um, and that's kind of got to be his bread and butter because he doesn't have the handle to get all the way to the rim from the perimeter against, you know, a set defense. But what he can do is take two dribbles, turn his back to you, and just try to put you in the basket. Right? Yeah. And that's what he's been doing a lot more. I think his defensive intensity was a lot better. Getting um, fouls, going to yeah. the line. With going to the line, defense. making the free throw. Yep. Yeah, that's what all he has to do. That, all of that works together. Mm-hmm. And so. It's a mindset. 
Yeah, I want him to keep that up because <laughs> yeah, because we need that. Yep, exactly. That's that's what they need more than anything mm-hmm. um, from him. Like I, 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 the three pointers, like I said, are fine, and hopefully he can get back to that. He's been, uh, you know, near forty percent shooter from three for the last two or three seasons on decent volume, but above anything else, attack the rim with aggression and play defense hard. And with your head on straight. And I'm cool with anything else. Yep. So. And he was closing again. Yeah. Back to back. He's he's saying, I'm getting back in the starting lineup. Kurt. Yeah, he'll probably be back there soon. <laughs> <laughs> he will probably yeah. be back there soon. Um, I mean, it could be for Chris Paul, hopefully. But <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, Trace stays in the starting in the start lineup. lineup. I mean, he was kind of... He, he was up and down. He, he was. <laughs> he was up and down. Derek Lively showed why he was, you know, a lottery pick. I think he was a lottery pick or, or first-round pick. Yeah. He's good. He's very good. Um, Trace held his own. His numbers popped, right? 17 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal. But Luca was just, like, putting that thing right over the top of his head every time. And, you know, there was a few instances where he you know, look really young as far as like reading coverages and stuff like that. But this is what you got to do. Honestly, you got to let them grow through these, through these moments. Cause uh, there's clearly a very good player there. Yeah. But I think Kerr did do that because we saw trace again, trace was closing once again, like we saw Looney here and there, but you saw trace being able to get back in there and get mm-hmm. some more work in. And I think he did a, Better job second half against Luca. First mm-hmm. time out, he, he did a better job, but it was still just like, please, y'all got to switch back, switch back, please switch back. Like, come on, get there, guys. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we got some quotes from Steve. He said, We haven't found that grit every team needs where you pull together and just play for the group. That's a problem until this team really connects in a way that's solely dedicated to winning every game. We're going to be stuck in this place. Hmm, Interesting. Could be calling some guys out. I was just about to say what that sounds like to me Mm -hmm. is there's, there's something happening behind the scenes where we're not playing for each other. Mm -hmm. So we got to we got to get back to that and maybe you know effort you're not giving 100% you're kind of just like oh if i ain't got it i ain't got it and i'm not going to really try mm-hmm. we we can't have that because if it's about winning we have to win as a team and we're going to need all of us collectively to put forth that same 110% effort each night yep so if hey, if I only got a hundred, I'm gonna need a hundred and ten from you. But we've got to be in it together. So that is a very interesting quote to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to me, when you when you when you hear that, it's like okay, he's insinuating that there's players that are playing with some level of selfishness mm-hmm. or you know too much ego, pride, and stuff like that, and immediately. I eliminate certain players from this thing because you know who's not doing that, right? Exactly. You know, Gary's not, Pod's nope. not, Looney's not, 
Nope. Um, Steph isn't. Nope. Andrew uh, isn't. I would say Andrew isn't. Yeah, Andrew's not. Um, Dario's not. Nope. So it essentially, to me, it reads as Chris, Clay, and Jonathan. Yes. And you can. It looks like it on the court. It does because well. there are times that if Jonathan. I think it actually was last game. I started to notice that it's just like, dude, I don't care that you're not playing all that great. You got to hustle back on defense. Yeah. This hanging your head and walking back is not the move. Mm-hmm. That's not going to cut it. You've yeah. got to stay engaged no matter what you don't have it. All right. All right. Get back, get it the next play. Like just, yep. so I saw that in the last game and, and then that on top of the quotes that he had, it just all just mixed in. Even though Steve said, hey, no, we talk all the time. I'm fine with what he had to say or whatever. But it just kind of, you say that, and then how you showed up in that game. And then just, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a very good look. And this wouldn't be the first time kind of, Within this time, he's been starting kind of being in and out. And just because you're not having the best of games, you're dropping your shoulders. You're you're not hustling. Mm-hmm. And that right there is just like, uh, come on, come on. Yeah. And yeah. body language from Clay as well. At times. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think in particular with, with both Clay and JK, they, they want to do well so bad. I don't think the whole like they're – they do selfish things, but they I don't I don't think they're inherently selfish guys in terms right. of it's like not malicious. It's yeah, it's not malicious at all. I think they're just super I wouldn't say yeah, super prideful guys and they want to do well so bad that when they don't play as well as they want to, they wear it. Yeah. And it affects the other areas of their game. Um and that just can't hurts happen. It has to be a next yeah, it hurts the team in the process. Um, like you said, JK will hang his head, not get back after he misses a shot or doesn't get a call. Um, Clay, if he, if somebody scores on him, he'll like. Then foul. Just, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's come just, on. It just little, it's like next, it has to be next play mentality. It has to be, let's get the team the best shot possible rather than I think I can get a shot here type of thing. Because they both do it. JK does it too. Yep. Clay does it too. Clay is kind of known for it, but JK definitely does it too. Um, and in the, in the form of CB3, it's more so like he just monopolizes the ball way too yes. much, and he yeah. doesn't he doesn't sell his he doesn't sell out on defense enough. Yep. He conserves his body, he conserves his effort. It's like you are not Steph. This is not your team. You are not the guy who gets to rest on defense, bro. You have to go out there and guard and do all of these make these extra efforts one, two, three times in a row because you want your team to get the ball. Um, and you know, these are the things that are hurting the team. I don't think that's, these are the fundamental issues with the team, but these things are hurting the team. Right. Um, so I will, yeah, I will say that. Got anything else? No, well, we were going with the positives. Mm-hmm. I think pods was a still doing what pods does. He brings the energy. He's going to attack. He's going to hit some shots. That step back over Luca, like that was when he shot that. I was like, "Are you serious?" Right. It's like, "Oh, you took that," and then he hit it. It's like, "Oh, 
I was like, well, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> Put him back down on defense. Good job. Yeah, he is. But making timely really buckets, good. making timely buckets and the extra effort just getting in there. So, mm-hmm. I mean. He's he's one of the few, and by few, I mean probably him and Steph, <laughs> players on this team who can legitimately do everything on the court. Like, he's not necessarily dominant at anything. Like, Steph is dominant at scoring and doing all these things offensively. But Paz can dribble. He can get into the lane and finish. He yep. can shoot. He can pass. He can defend. And he rebounds. And he yep. plays super hard and smart. He, I mean, he doesn't have any particular weaknesses in his game other than the fact that he's not the tallest, most athletic guy out there. But he makes up for it with IQ, skill, and feel for the game. And I think he's going to be a, a really, really good player very, very soon. He's already really good. I mean, he had 13 points. He somehow – he has nine rebounds. Yeah. Somehow gets every rebound. He has a nose for the ball. Nose for the ball. As we say with Moody. Like, he he just knows. Just yeah. in there. Yep. Yep. So – I tweeted out he should be untouchable, <laughs> untouchable. <laughs> if there's any trade that's made, teams are probably going to ask for him. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I can't see I can't see them trading away. No, nah. their pick because it was their pick. Like yeah. they didn't get him in some. Oh, we traded away this pick to get this pick to blah blah blah. blah. They they chose him. Like mm-hmm. he was on their board. Yep. So they put him in a trade. It's like, what are we doing, guys? Like yeah. now it's no longer homegrown stuff anymore. That's <laughs> sure. I know. And yeah. So that would just be, I would be super shocked if Pods is in a trade. Yeah. I would, I would be too. Um, I would be super disappointed as well because, like, yeah. he's, he's, he's good. He is very good. I can't see Curry saying, "All right, yeah, Pods, he he's got to be in this, yeah, sure, right. sure, sure." To get to get whatever players coming back, I just I can't see him being like, "Yeah, great, let him right. go." What? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Um, but yeah, that's a that's that's a good way to, I think, close it out. A positive, a po- a Pods. Positive. Look at you. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so we back again after Orlando. (sighs) Get a win, guys. Orlando's very good. Orlando's a very good team. They play hard till the very end. They play hard. They're 19 and 12. They will be not on the back-to-back, actually. They will let me look at their schedule. Okay, yeah. That will be the front end of a back to back for them, but they will be starting a road trip against Phoenix and then they play Golden State. They're just very good. They have a great defense. They have a ton of length. So it's one of those teams where Steph is going to be playing in the phone booth. And they play, like you said, play they play extremely hard. Jalen Suggs is just like pods in the same way that he plays completely you know, 110% at all times. So, you know, he's going to be in Steph's jersey the whole time. Um, yeah, and they just got a good team. They they killed the Warriors in Golden State last season. 
Yeah. And they beat them in a close one in Orlando beginning of the season last season. So yeah. they they know how to beat this team and they're gonna be ready to play. So hopefully they bring Golden State brings their A game. Because they will get blown out if they don't. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like I said from coming off that loss in Denver that we would be better going forward, coming out with great energy. Yeah, it didn't happen against Miami, not so much. But in this game, we did. We saw some things. It was just every Maverick seemed like they could not miss. Mm -hmm. Um, And so (laughs) it was was tough for us. But I I still think that we're going to come out with energy. So on this home stretch, because we want to get a win in front of our home crowd. So... I think that's still kind of that push we need. And after this uh, comment, yeah, I think, uh, you know, fire's been lit under some people's butts, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, they usually respond to that, but it just it's annoying that they have to keep having that fire relit, relit, relit. Right, right. So. And Gary yeah. will be his second game, so mm-hmm. that'll be something. That'll be good for us too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Thanks for joining. Follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, X, TikTok. Leave a good review, five stars as well. Watch us on YouTube. Leave a comment, engage. You know, let's talk about this stuff. Let's have discourse and all that type of stuff. And yeah, we'll be back. Karima, how you feeling? Uh I'm a little concerned. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I just want us to all be better, and I want Clay to come out of his slump this yeah. this next game because he's due. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Um, hopefully, Trace can stay in the starting lineup. I think that'll help. Yeah. With that guy yeah. with some roll gravity to the rim, open up some shots. And Looney didn't look as tired. He, he didn't. didn't. Look as tired. Look he at the little fresher. Looked a little fresher. He did. We could have maybe, some. Maybe we'll end up seeing Wiggins back in the starting lineup. I think it's time. At yeah. This point, right. Like he's he's found his his groove. He's found his groove, or he's at least you know kickstarted that. And mm-hmm. I think putting him back in the starting lineup might energize him even more. And you yeah. just have more defense and athleticism on the perimeter. You know, so that can that might be able to open it up even more for Stephen Clay, and that would be good. Steph Clay and three athletes. Your three best athletes after that. So let's see it. Let's see it, Steve. Let's see it, Steve. Let's go, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.